Recovering from Ebola today, Tuesday, August 5th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. A nurse on the front lines of the Ebola outbreak says it's important to understand that people can recover. She says one survivor she knows is now trying to persuade others to seek treatment. He could say to them, you cannot tell me that it's not true because I was there. I almost died and I survived. So a wonderful, very strong person. Also today, three years since aid worker Warren Weinstein was kidnapped in Pakistan, his daughter is speaking out. What I hope more than anything is that he's had some way to stay engaged with the world around him. Plus, Iraq's power struggles leave an oil tanker stranded just off the coast of Texas. It's just kind of hanging out there with all its crew and cargo on board. Those stories after the news. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman. It's The World. It was pretty striking, the second American infected with Ebola arriving back in the U.S. today. A high-profile medical emergency, the ambulance rolling through Atlanta, tracked by TV cameras from the air. Like the first Ebola patient being treated at Emory University Hospital, the American who arrived today is being treated with an experimental serum. Family members of both say they're improving. In West Africa, though, the battle to contain the spread of Ebola is still very much on. We've been hearing in recent days from people in Liberia and Sierra Leone about some of the steep challenges they face in combating the disease. Today, we hear from a nurse who works with Doctors Without Borders in Guinea. That's where the current outbreak began. Monia Saya is in New York right now. She's just returned from Guinea, where she said she could see the fear in the eyes of local residents. One man I remember, a very strong, tall man, uh, I went to ask him a few questions to to see if I was going to recommend him to come and get tested. I mean, just the fact that I was there, he his hands were shaking. Such a strong uh, family man was just uh, so afraid. I mean, his hands just couldn't stop shaking. Were you wearing protective gear when you were talking to him or you were just person to person? No, it was person to person. I mean, the Ebola virus is a violent, scary virus, obviously, but it's it's not transmitted like the flu. So as long as I kept a two meter distance with the person I'm speaking with or with the family members, um, because you never know who's sick and who's not. People can hide their, their symptoms very well when they want to, especially when fear takes over. Mm. But as long as you take a two meter distance, you're fine. Then I would need to take a temperature. I would get close and wear gloves and uh, disinfect my hands with chlorine. And when we have a particular procedure to approaching patient in the community or taking a temperature and, and walking behind the patient in case they cough and so that they don't cough in a provider's face. Now, I know a lot of uh, healthcare workers have been going into these places in West Africa with really intense gear like gowns, gloves, rubber boots, hazmat suits. When that happens, I, I gather you use a buddy system. How does that actually work? Exactly. When you're diving, if you dive, you know, you go into the water to people. Right. So you're kind of using a scuba diving metaphor, but you're actually going into not the ocean, but into these zones of possible yes. infection. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We do that to make sure the other is not going to make a mistake. Also to make sure that the other is not about to faint or do something that is not something that you're supposed to do. Uh, we try not to sit inside. We don't sit on patients' beds. We go out at the same time. We never leave somebody behind alone. Have you ever, you or one of your workers, had to catch each other because you see a mistake possibly happening? 
Sure. I mean, a few times, you know, a colleague has said, your goggles are moving. I think your skin will be exposed. And I said, okay, then let's go out. And I gather all of your gear except boots are, are burned after you leave the ward? Correct, except the goggles. We disinfect I- them in chlorine. Ebola is mostly a lethal disease, and yet apparently some people have survived it. Why can they? It's a virus that we don't know much about. Uh, The reason for this is because the outbreaks seldom happen. So there's much to be learned about this virus and and what it does. Uh, It attacks the immune system. And why a person will be surviving and the other not, we're not so sure. Children, young children, their prognosis are are not great. Very rare for a pregnant woman to survive. And if she does, uh, she will lose the baby. That's for sure. Also, a big difference is if a patient comes to a facility and starts getting treatment early on, that that makes a big difference. Did you meet any survivors while you were in Guinea? Yes, yes. Lots of survivors, yes.